On this week's Lockdown Kent Non-League podcast, we talk to Bromley and Cray Valley as they aim to make FA Cup history at the weekend. And we also discuss lockdown as some of our step three sides and below have to stop their league. This week on the award-nominated Kent Non-League podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Nonny Podcast, brought to you in association with SCSA Sports Management. Uh, we're going to try not to just sob for an hour after the last few days, but hey, we can't avoid talking about it. At least we're still going to have some football to discuss during this nonsensical period of uncertainty that some are deeming a lockdown. We'll discuss the non-football impact later on, but before that we've got two interviews for you ahead of the FA Cup fixes this weekend and loads of chat and opinion as well. I'm John Phipps, who just like dad kids has walked through Eastbourne Town Centre this morning, listening to stuff bit blaring out of his phone unlike dad kids that stuff was an interview for this week's kent only podcast and on the land now is a man who sent me that interview he's still riding the dover athletic emotional roller coaster on a week-by-week basis and he's got no time for niceties to, to me before we recorded this week's show it's mr matt gerrard how are you not bad i did think about that yeah normally we sort of how are you i've just said like let's get on with it so it's what i don't know why yeah i don't know why just because of general malaise about the situation is it? it's just like oh bagger but I, I do believe not that i think this is a good idea but i think a lot of people are just gonna bugger it and ignore this lockdown do you think that i, I don't think we're being given any option because it's a halfway house it had to be all or nothing it, if you're gonna it, oh, what really upsets me as someone who owns a hospitality business we have done everything we can we have spaced breakfast out we've sanitized everything we've done everything we opened on july the 4th there was no spike spike of cases in july there was no spike of cases in august it was a very it was started at the middle and end of september when the schools and universities started going back yet now here we are at the start of november and what's been shut for a month all the hospitality all the shops that weren't causing this spread yet the schools and universities stay open i am astonished that that is the case and i can only see this heading down the path of in two, two, three weeks time. Oh, well, it's not working. We're going to have to shut the schools and the universities. And then we go into full lockdown. It should have been locking it all down now. I, I mean, I haven't got kids. So I wouldn't have to go through the homeschooling thing. And, and I don't know what your thoughts on it are. But to me, it seems to me like the schools and universities are the ones that are spreading this. And they're the ones who, who are staying open. The schools were sort of readying it for, for closing. And we all, as I said before, I think we said before, that we thought that, the half term thing, everything was shut down for a couple of weeks. And that's what all the experts said, but the government ignored that. So um, I, 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 speaking of, of my daughter's school, I'm not aware there's been any um, issues at her school, both schools. So uh, on that basis, but I know other schools in Thanet have had the issue. So, um, and Thanet's on the rise. We're getting to top of the hit parade, if you want to call it like that, because one of the um, places from there when it's been very thing. So yeah, it does seem, you know, from from our the company I work for and the company we deal with, a lot of people are just sort of carrying on because um, I, I work in a manufacturing company. Um, so I think a lot of people are just good at not ignore it, but just sort of get ways of getting around it. So from it's, your it's point just of view, not a lockdown, is it? It's it's curfew. It's not a lockdown. It's just taking away all the social all the socialising impact. But I, as I said to to someone the other day, I said I, I believe, in fact, it was someone who who you know very well uh, on social media. But I said to him, I am here in a COVID safe business which has been forced to close. If I had a child, I would not feel comfortable sending it to a school which it hasn't got social distancing, hasn't got masks being compulsory. I'm at more risk of. Oh, oh, I would be at more risk of a child bringing this disease into my house than I have any guest, and that's that's why are we being penalized I, I just don't get it do you get much support from anybody for this or is it just if, no okay, i'm not saying you would but if you could if you wanted to stay open apart from the fine of course could you stay open do you think as in do you think people will in your industry ignore this i don't i don't think they will no and i think that the, but the difficulty is is that we're being told that we're not forced to shut because we can have people for work reasons and other unspecified reasons that they still haven't published a full five days after announcing so uh, you, if you want the lockdown. British gas to sort your boiler out they can come in i take it and I be there so, all yeah. day yeah and you can give them a sandwich yeah and yeah, all breakfast and things like that so yeah but we, but the, my big concern is that we're being told you can be open for this 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 and this so is that mean they're saying, well, you're not getting any support? And the, and the real problem for us is because we haven't been self-employed for that long, 
we're unable to to get any extra support so if we don't get any like actual handouts from the government we are just going to be having absolutely zero money coming in until such point as some common sense breaks out and we're allowed to reopen properly my theory on this is um, that if if it doesn't work i don't know that they'll go they'll do add an extra two weeks onto the second of december and then open it up from the 16th of december to the end of the to the end to the new year just to do it from that and look and boris is a hero because he's opened up christmas but I, I just can't see it. I just can't see that we're going to be in a situation whereby it's going to have gone because the one thing that is causing the big issues is the one thing that they've left open. And on the 16th of December, all these kids at universities are going to be going home. They're going to be seeing their grandparents, they're going to be seeing their parents and spreading it around again. It's it is it just makes no sense to me. And you can't call this a lockdown because it's not a lockdown. It's a it's a all. Oh, it's a curfew. Like I say, it's it's not a lockdown because a lockdown would mean you can't go about your normal life. Everyone will be going about your then. I mean, let's be honest, Matt. I don't know what your work situation is or whatever, but are you out down the pub all the time? Are you out having meals all the time? Your life is really going to be no different apart from maybe a slightly different thing at work. Yeah, we very rarely go. I don't go to the pub. Um, no, I will drop my daughter off to school. I'll come to work. I'll come home and we didn't really go out of an evening. So that's about it. So nothing physically will change in my, apart from probably on a Saturday, rather we might go to sit outside for a cup of tea, but we won't be doing that now because they won't be open. So my life will not change radically. No. Exactly. So it's not a lockdown. It's a, it's a, it's a curfew for people who've obeyed the rules. And that's what really, 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 really is getting my go at the moment. I mean, you know, it's just sad. Um, you've been in any, on local radio again in East? They, no, and the phone hasn't rung yet. I'm I'm still waiting. We'll see what happens. But oh, uh, you know, I've used my now. I've used my platform of the Kent Only podcast to uh, to have a little bit of event there. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about more uh, later on. It's our 144th episode this week, which is gross, uh, just like all of our shows in some way, I suppose. But apparently, that's what 12 times 12 is. One gross. A term that I would imagine is never used, actually, to be honest, in this day and age. It's also the number of tiles usually at the start of a game of Mahjong. Uh, so with that in mind, I challenge Matt Gerrard and his team, that's his wife and kids, to pick that up during the next month or so. I want you to be Mahjong experts. Can you take the challenge? What's Mahjong? Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> it's, it's a tile game. Uh, I think it's big over in Asia. I think the Chinese oh, like it. No, no. Yeah, no. I, I've brought a book. I, 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 well... I'm gonna, I want to read more over lockdown. Well, because rather than we've been going to, I've been going to bed at nine. There's nothing on the telly, and uh, so I just thought, yeah, no, there's nothing. Nothing changes for me really. Probably no, save exactly. a bit of money. Well, save a bit of money because we won't be going out doing stuff. So, so Mahjong is a is a tile-based game that was developed during the Qing d- Dynasty in China, spread through the world since the early 20th century. Currently played by four players. Oh, Team Gerard. The game and its regional variants have played wildly throughout Eastern and Southern Eastern Asia and become popular in Western co- countries as well. Uh, it's been adapted into a widespread online entertainment. It's similar to the Western card game Rummy. It's a game of skill, oh, strategy, and calculation, right. and it involves a degree of chance. So, therefore, I think you want to get into it, mate. Is that what I think will just sell out now? Now we've advertised it, you won't be able to get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're, this week's episode is sponsored by Mahjong. Oh, that's good from that side. Yeah. So, did you when you went you went into Eastbourne? Was there panic buying when you went to Eastbourne Do You know, I kind of skirted it a bit. We were probably a bit naughty this morning. We went around our friends for something to eat because we <gasps> said, "Well, we're not going to see them again." So for, for a month or so. So we, uh, we, yeah, we went to see our friends and yeah, you know, we we just we've literally spent this week hanging out with people because we just think, well, we can't see them after Thursday. And like you said at the at the top of the show, it's not as if it's going to be properly enforced. It's not as if there's anyone who's actually going to be walking around saying all that. And it's not as if it's a proper bloody lockdown. It's a curfew. Um, but you know, it, it's so, yeah, I just, I just kind of walk around the town. It has been busy. Um, we were out yesterday as well and, and everywhere is just busy. And even the supermarkets, which are staying open are still busy. So people are just strange, aren't they? Yeah. Well, we went out on Sunday to Westwood and it was mental and there's people queuing round the block and a bit more for Primark that says more about where you live than anything yeah yeah yeah, that's true that's very true so but no yeah so well we'll have a a, a, um 
check next week. First part. How Absolutely. We, we will be here because there's going to be National League football at the very least. So uh, we'll be talking term somewhere about that all the way through. Yes, indeed. Uh, but let's start this week's show. We're looking ahead to this weekend's FA Cup fixtures. There's three non-league teams from Kent in the action. We heard from one last week and now we're going to hear from the other two. It's a historic weekend. First up for Cray Valley Paper Mills. As on Sunday, they play their first ever FA Cup first round tie when they travel to Haven at Waterlooville. It's their last game for a while. So when I caught up with their boss, Kevin Watson, we discussed that and the rest of the start of the season. But I started by asking how proud he was to have led the club to this stage for the first time ever. Yeah, I think it's a great achievement from the players, to be honest. Um, we've not had it easy in terms of deposition. We've not played any teams lower than, than our level. Um, we've played a couple of teams higher, obviously one of them being Maidenhead. Um, doing extremely well in, in the conference um, so that's obviously three leagues above ours um, so yes yeah, an achievement from the players and it, it's very nice for everybody associated um, with the club I guess you like everybody else though the frustration is that there's going to be no one there to watch it on yeah look there's, there's lots of frustration surprise money's half of what it has been previously um yeah no fans obviously allowed in the ground um so it's certainly frustrating but it's the same for both sides so we mustn't um let us let that hinder us in any way and um, we just need to approach the game um as we will with, with the correct mindset um and try and put in a performance how did you feel when having Waterlooville came out in the draw? I guess it was a bit of, oh, it could have been so much better. Well, at the time, I didn't realise that um, if we had had a home draw, then, then none of the games were, were going to have fans in. So I was hoping for a home draw, thinking that we could still have the, the 400 fans in, um, as with the league games. Um, and then I think second to that, you, you, we was hoping for... Um, a league club, did one club, um, ideally, um, but we didn't get that, and we, we turned away. Um, so yeah, look, it, it is what it is now. We can't go back on the past. We, we've just got to try and make the most of the occasion. Um, whoever you, you get in the first round of of such a prestigious competition is going to be difficult. Um, and having a well-resourced, they've got a very good, experienced manager. Um, we know a little bit about them. We, we, we've done our homework, um, and they're a very good team. So, so we need to be good on the day. Um, but preparations from this point is, is just about us and trying to get uh, ourselves sorted and, and the mindset right um, and the boys ready, really. I suppose after that incredible turnaround that you had at Maidenhead, there, there's nothing for you to fear there, is there? Um, that, that Maidenhead game was, was an incredible game um, for, for several reasons. Um, obviously, the way that the game went in terms of being two little down and that's the rule of the man, the penalty. Uh, uh, um, standing up, kids, and then us scoring in the last minute. Um, but, and, and that's got us to, to where we are now, but we, we can't think back, really. It's a it's a different game um, with regards to, to, to fearing. I think um, it's about respecting the opposition and respecting the occasion. Um, and I just want the players to go out there and, and, and put in a strong performance, really, and, and have a clear conscience at the end of the 90-plus minutes. Looking at the at the start of the season, it's, it's been a bit bitty for you, hasn't it? I know you had the game called off quite late on Saturday, but you're unbeaten away from home. But I guess you'd like to have won more games than you have in the league. Yeah, absolutely. If you look at um, sort of our win ratio over the course of all the games we, we've played, it doesn't look too bad. Obviously, what, five of those games have, have been in the FA Cup, haven't they? Um, we've been out of the trophy. Um, it was... We didn't lose the game in the 90 minutes. It was a it was a draw um, over 90 minutes and went to penalties. The results over the course of the season, though, absolutely the league form is, is not what, what it needs to be. Um, and the players and uh, the management staff are fully aware of that. Um, the, the players, we, we, we make it quite clear to the players when they come to the club that the league campaign is absolutely a priority. 
um, and that's what we need to do well in first and foremost. So um, we need to improve on that. Obviously, there's going to be a break in the season, um, so we need to try and prepare for when that resumes. I was going to say, what is the challenge of that? How difficult is it that you know after Saturday, if you lose, you might not be playing till who knows when. If you win, you might have another FA Cup game in a few weeks, but you're not allowed to train. It's it's, it's very difficult, isn't it? Yeah, look, we'll worry about that after Sunday. But absolutely, that's an added incentive. I feel for the boys to carry on playing their football rather than have the break. If we win, like you say, we'll have another game in a couple of weeks. Um, with regards to the training, it's very difficult. I don't feel like I'm in a position to, to criticise any decisions, really. Um, it, it, it's bigger than me and, and bigger than my views and comments, really. Um, but, yeah, we just need look, we'll prepare for Sunday and then after Sunday we'll prepare for whatever's next, really. Um, whether that be another cup game or, or whether that be going for the, for the league to start again. If you had to have a break and it's a, and it's a month, would you need to get have a bit of time on the training ground before you could start again, or would you be able to just go straight in? It, it depends what the players can do and how fit they can be. And um, look, there's lots of variables, isn't there? It depends what the league say about how they'll they'll fit the remaining fixtures in. Um, so once we we have all those sort of facts and. Um, that information, then I'd be able to make a judgment. Um, I think players playing at, at our level, um, levels below and levels above, um, need to be fit nowadays in, in the modern game. Um, so they need to try and keep themselves ticking over. But obviously with gyms, etc., being shut. Um, and then it's not just a physical fitness thing, it's about um, fitness with the ball and obviously organising the, the, the team sort of thing. So absolutely gives challenges, I think. Ideally, you, you'd like to get together for a short period of time before starting again. Um, whether that's a viable option, I'm not really sure. I don't feel that, personally, that we would need weeks on end to get going again. I think everybody will be um, sort of ready and quite keen to resume as soon as possible. Um, this talk about second pre-season um, it seems a bit of an exaggeration, really. And just finally, um, I know you don't want to get too ahead of yourself, but if you beat Haven at Waterlooville and got into the second round, would that be a better moment for you than taking the club to the FA Vars final at Wembley? Um, good question. Um, look, what when we got to the Vars final, you, you you play in playing nationally, obviously, um, but you're playing teams of of your own level. Um, I think the FA Cup, like I said, we've to a certain extent the achievement we we we've got already getting through this round could be perceived high, but we, we try not to compare that, and I certainly don't as as a manager. Um, the achievement for me, the best achievement would be to get promoted, really. Um, so that's what what our focus will be on. Um, if if we were fortunate and, and got through, then then again it's a great milestone. But I think we need to look back on that show when it finishes rather than doing it. I suppose that last question, Matt, I kind of threw him under the bus because surely reaching the first round is a better achievement than reaching Wembley. I, but I don't know because. You'll always remember the day you got to Wembley, perhaps more so than your day at Wesley Park in Haven't. Yeah, probably. But if they beat um, Haven't and Waterlooville, you probably think, yes, we are going. Uh, that will be a fantastic result. You know, the result against Maidenhead was unbelievable. You know, and when you look at how well Maidenhead are doing in the, in the National League, it really is a fantastic result forward from there. It'll be tough against haven't will be organised 3G pitch. I don't know if that works in their favour um, anyway, but they'll go there. Will it be organised? They seem to have a cup side. Um, it's going to be tough. They, I would have thought that haven't will be very strong physical, a bit like Maidenhead. So, but I think it's an unbelievable achievement for them to get to that first round and hopefully for them, they can get a result and they, at least they'll be able to train until the next game. Which in, Well, I don't think they will be able to. I think no, they've, been... they've said now, I've read somewhere, that the sides can train if they're still in the competition. Wow. But again, who's going to stop? Random club I'm using here. Um, 
Merson. I don't know, I really can. But what's stopping a club training anyway? Exactly. So, not, again, we're not paying people to break the law and things like that. But no, I'm led to believe if they're still in the cup and you're not classed as elite, you can um, carry on training. And interestingly there as well, I, I asked him, and I know this is something that's been discussed as well, about what you would need to do when football restarts. If they haven't played for a month or, or three weeks, it'll be if he, if he feels they need a pre-season or anything like that. And, he's, and he, he seems to think that, you know, depending on what the players can do, they, they should be OK to, to just pick up where they've left off. It's like a mid-season break. Yeah, um, I think that probably will be the case. I think these players, I think if you get to this level, they will have some sort of fitness. They'll do some sort of... They're only missing his kicking a ball around for, for six weeks. But again, they probably haven't got time for another two uh, two week season. If you're, if, you, if you're going back the 5th of December and you say, oh, we're not going to carry on starting league matches to the 19th, then it's Christmas, certain teams don't play. I don't think the league has got any option but to carry straight on as soon as you get in. There may be a few muscle pulls, etc., like that. But I think these sides have just got to carry on with it. So, And you think, I know the league started, what, middle of September for the... Uh, yeah. Devon Bostic team and Cray have only played five league games so in the space of two months they haven't really played many league games so I don't know if there was lack of midweek games or oh, well, no, it's been, it's been their cup exploits hasn't it because yeah, they've obviously yeah. played in the trophy they've played in the uh, in the cup several times well teams like City Board have got knocked out of the FCA they've only played five league games so it just seems crazy that we never yeah, it's, get it's it. mad so, um, funny so, enough, a lot of that ties in with our with our second interview that we'll hear shortly. But let's talk a little bit more about Cray Valley, Matt, because as I said to Kevin Watson there, having beaten Maidenhead in the way they beat Maidenhead, surely you go to a team in the level below them and you know you've got it within you to cause an upset. So that must must be motivationally, it must be quite nice for them because they've got nothing to lose. And I genuinely believe nothing to fear because it's a great day out for them, something they're going to really enjoy, something they'll remember for the rest of their careers. And they've beaten a team from the league above them. So who's to say they can't go and do it again? Uh, there's an absolutely, uh, you know, I, I didn't think they'd get a result against Maidenhead. Showed real character being 2-0 down. Maidenhead missed a penalty and scored it in the last minute. I'm sure they'll go there with, with confidence. Um, it's haven't again another side really played three league games something ridiculous in this division so again their cup exploits big budget expecting to get promoted Dartford have beaten them there I'm sure Steve King's been on the phone to Kevin or they've, but Kevin's been on the phone to Steve King asking how he can beat them they probably had maybe if they could get a scout in to watch it absolutely nothing to fear if they lose everybody's expects them to lose if they win it's a cup shock so they're going with the same mentality the same commitment as they did against Maynard anything can happen I'll take it to two o'clock kickoff is it on Sunday? Uh, I had that in front of me. It must, be, it must ago, be on the actually. telly, is it? They still doing the. No, I think thing? it's one of those ones where they do the thing. Yeah, where they do the sort of football focus special yeah. on the Sunday. It's twelve yeah. forty-five. Uh, the kickoff for that game among uh, there's a quite a few of them around at that time on on Sunday. So they'll all be keeping you know, an eye on those ties. Um, so we will see how they go. But a yeah, massive good luck to everyone at, at Cray Valley, and, and uh, I hope that you can manage to pull off an, another shock. And then in the second round, who knows what could happen? But yeah, huge good luck to, to Kevin and thanks for thanks to him for his time. Uh, I spoke to him yesterday evening. He was in quite good form. So uh, yeah, so that's uh, that, 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 that's that one sorted. Uh, next up, Tunbridge Angels. We spoke to Steve McKim obviously last week. Twelve thirty on Saturday, live uh, online via the BBC and BT Sport channels. Uh, Bradford City. Yeah, red button it's going to be, and obviously through the, the BT Sport app, I would imagine. But uh, do, do you fancy their chances, Matt? Any chance of a shock? I well, see Bradford beat Southend last night. But that doesn't, well, that doesn't count. South, Southend are terrible, aren't they? Um, I wouldn't say I, Southend are bad, Matt. They lost to Dover last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've, they've never recovered from that, have they? <laughs> um, well, absolutely. I can't see why not. Steve, Bradford, big club. Uh, they've got some big players. Again, all the angels can do is give a hundred, you know, the old analogy, you know, hundred and ten percent. See what they can go through it. Missing fans must be a blow because that place would have been absolutely rocking. Somehow you've got to get that mentality in that people are cheering you on elsewhere, but not on the pitch. So, but not from the stands. So, yeah, it's it's a tough ask. I would say, I would say penalties. I'll go. To, go there. I'll be a bit optimistic. It will go to penalties then anything can happen. But a great day for Tunbridge Angels. It's a big leap up. Bradford, you'd have thought we were one of the sides that doing well in League Two, but 
they're not got some good players, so it'd be tough. But and Angels probably haven't got players who played at that level before, so it's a real opener for them. But fingers crossed that they have a good day. I just you know I'm, I'm fantastic to the Bradford people who've raised about five grand for them, but they've missed out on a massive payday. They only got the telly, but that would have been what four, three and a half, four thousand there, absolutely rocking. So I feel for the, I feel for the supporters who'll have to press the red button to watch it. Absolutely. The other non-league team in the county is still standing up Bromley. Uh, they host Yeovil Town, conquerors of Dover Athletic, at the traditional time of 3pm on Saturday. Matt managed to wipe away his tears about the lack of a Kent derby and caught up with Bromley boss Neil Smith looking ahead to that tie. How much of an achievement would it be if you can get to the second round on Saturday? Oh, it's, it's always a massive achievement, you know, getting the second round. You know, you hope you pull a, a decent draw and you get, you get in that magical third round with the league clubs and you know, like the little game that we can make at a club like Bromley is always going to help out. And, um, you know, it's, it's even more prevalent um, this year with having no supporters. But, uh, you know, we want to do it for the romance and, you know, just one of the players to become the hero gets us through. You know, it's, it's their memories that live on forever. You've been drawn at home. You've had a lot of home games. this season. I know you beat Sutton away in the FA Cup, but a lot of home games against the Oval side who haven't actually picked up a win in 90 minutes at the moment. Are you surprised how they've started? No, no, yeah, I know that's probably the wrong thing to say. But are you surprised how they've struggled? Maybe a bit of a um, since the playoff defeat, they've you know maybe a bit of uh, crossover I, from I, that really. I am because they're, you know they're a, they're a big side, obviously coming down, and um, you know with the reputation of, of being that league club, um, it is difficult. I think it's difficult for everybody at the moment, and I think the difficulty is trying to get that consistency. You know, we, we haven't had the same team put out for the last five games. You know, people picking up those little niggly injuries, had such a long time off, and then it's, you know, fully into it. But, um, you know, I am, I am surprised, you know, you'd, you'd have you'd have had uh, Yeovil was one of the favourites to be in in and around the playoffs. So, you know, but with, with, with a club like Yeovil, they always just need a win to start, start their sort of season again. And we just got to hope it's not Saturday. One of those points you made there is about niggly injury. There seems to be a lot of injuries for a lot of clubs with hamstring injuries, etc. like that. Is, you think, is that because of the long layoff? Because I think a lot of clubs are suffering from that. Yeah, no, I, 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 I genuinely do. You know, we've had, we've had a load of them. And then, and then when, you, when you're in it, you haven't got much time to try and get them fit because you've got, you've got a game and, you, you know, maybe you're rushing them back because, um, you know, the, the, the squads aren't as as big as what they normally are either because of the financial um, problems. But um, you know you've got to make sure that when they're back, you know you, the rest is is just as important as the as the playing and the training. So I, I'm not I'm not surprised. I think everybody saw it coming um, with such a long layoff. There's only so many you know five k and ten k runs you can do and bike rides, but that doesn't replicate what you do on a pitch where you're twisting and turning and then you're sprinting, kicking the ball as well. So you could only do so much in lockdown. And then when we come back, literally the first two weeks was just, you know, teaching them how to tie their boots up again, <laughs> getting, them on, getting them on a pitch and, you know, and feeling what and seeing what a ball looked like. So it was, it was always going to be a difficult pre-season and, and then the start of the season. But um, no, I'm not, not surprised. I think we saw it happening in the Premier League and, you know, they've got, they've got scientists and their own doctors and stuff like that. And they were still breaking down. So um, it's going to be like that, I, I think, for the whole of this season. I think people are going to be coming back, probably not ready, but they're needed because of the numbers and, um, you know, maybe breaking down again. People will have a couple of positives and it, it might, you know, influence whether they can put a team out or not. There's going to be injuries, you know, as I said, you know, we haven't even hit the, the bad weather um, for cancellations. So I think there's going to be games where you, you're preparing and I think the last minute you're going to get a cancellation. Um, and then all your preparations got to start again for the next game, whenever that might be. You know, we've, we've had two games missed, obviously, with the Macclesfield situation, which is very sad seeing a club going out and then obviously you know watching them calling the game off literally at the last minute so um, how does that work with clubs it's going to be a challenging season how does that work if if you've got um, a case in your squad can you call the game off or do you have to contact the league how does that work I I think you you go to your medical um, director and and they they make that decision you know we're, we're, we're getting tested and stuff like that and if one comes up you know do you isolate the whole team you know, we're, we're led by the, you know, the, the, the medical side of it on that on that side of things, and um, you know, we always will be. But you know, God willing, we don't we don't we don't get into that situation. But um, are your players being tested then on a, on a on a basis? Yeah, yeah. Well, 
you know, we, we get tested. You know, I've been tested twice. That'd be third time this week, and you know, you just got to make sure you're as safe as you can when you leave the, when you leave your little bubble, as they say, uh, at the football club. Um, but you know, some of these players have kids; they're going to school. Obviously, grandparents and stuff like that that may, might need to look after them. It's um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very difficult situation. We can't just you know shut ourselves away for the whole season and not, not speak to anybody because of the family side of things as well. So, I won't be surprised if games are cancelled and and. and at late notice, it's where you're going to fit them in um, once the season gets really underway. Yeah, I presume, you know, not uh, your level t- teams don't need to be tested, so that's what the problem of doing them themselves, I suppose, because I don't think every yeah, other team's yeah, doing I, it. I think it's just, I think it's right that you try and do everything properly as much as you can. Um, you know, there's no one with symptoms and, you know, they don't have to be, but I think, you know, even if it's once a month, if, if people get tested because of the you asystematic know, one where, you, you know, you haven't got the, the symptoms. So um, it, is, it is difficult, but, you know, we're, we're trying to do the best we can and make sure we're as safe as we can, you know, with all the face masks when we're travelling uh, to and from, coming in your individual cars. And um, you just you just don't know, Matt. You, you know, it could be anywhere when you when you catch it. Also, you know, final point, I don't know how much you'd be able to comment on this, the, the money you've got from... Um, Bromley have got 84,000 from the National League for the next three months. Um, Bromley, as a club, happy with that? Because there's a number of clubs who um, are not happy with the allocation of the funds. I I totally get it. You know, I I don't know how they, you know, come to that figure. You know, all I know is that, um, you know, we were led to believe it was on the the, the size of the gate. You know, we averaged 2,000 last year. Um, Some aren't. But, you know, however they've done it, they've started now so it's going to be very hard to change I think um, once they've made that decision That's an interesting chat as well Matt with him talking not only about the FA Cup and how much it would mean to him to get through uh, but also the the complexities of the whole situation and and how hard things are and how they're being regularly tested and everything like that these these are strange times aren't they? Yeah fair play to probably so not no, I don't think the National League you have to test or even below the championship you have to test the players so they're doing they're doing that doing everything the right way against Yeovil you'd probably fancy them would be favourites at home Yeovil haven't really pulled up many trees they only got through past the um, Dover on penalties um, yeah I think it'd be good for them to get in the second round and if somebody texts me that from a Bromley point of view this would be the year that Bromley get to the third round and play Man United away and it'll be behind closed doors <laughs> when you haven't done things like that yeah, it's a bit like Tommy Angel's getting through, isn't it? Yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. That. It's just, it's just heartbreaking for that. You know, cause Bromley get, as we know, get good support. They'd be again fully behind them to break fifty years oh, since nineteen forty-six. I think it was forty-five, forty-six since they've been in the second round, and then they can dream of the third round. Yeah, but I'm pretty confident that Bromley can do a job there. Again, as you mentioned, injuries have caused the problem and not having a settled side. But I think they're they're pretty focused. I think Bromley. I, I, Again, they're used to playing at home because a lot of the James they've been at home. Um, if they got all their players fit, they're more than a match for Yeovil. And I think Yeovil ended their unbeaten run last year, didn't they, at the start of the season? So maybe a bit of revenge in the air. But I think um, more pressure on Yeovil. I think you have a, in the relegation zone, even below Dover in the league. Crikey, struggling. Yep, it must be bad. Yeah. So exactly. So, um, <laughs> on that basis, so um, yeah, I, th- I fancy probably to get through. So. I, heart of hearts, probably that Bromley will be the only Kent non-league side left at the end of the end of the end of the day on Saturday, at five o'clock, whatever it is. Or well, well, obviously, Craig Valley playing Sunday, so they'll definitely still be in on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, in the National League itself on Saturday, uh, home defeats all round. Bromley one, Eastleigh two, Dover Athletic nil, Altrincham one. Uh, that's an absolute stinker, isn't it, mate? Yeah, gave away a silly goal. I know we've got a 17-year-old goalie, 18-year-old goalie in. Didn't have a shot to save, but a bit of misunderstanding between the two loanies. Ultrakin put him. Ultrakin with better side for the first 25 minutes. Played the ball round. Dover had chances. But you've got to take your chances when they come, really. Goalkeeper made some good saves. But I always thought that Ultrakin were never really in any trouble. Dover passed it around nicely. But the lack of quality in the final third and the inability to keep a clean sheet is a little bit concerning. So they've got two weeks off now. So hopefully they're training hard. Hopefully get some players back. Because on paper, save this again, 
if they get all their defenders fit defensively, they put up pretty solid. And if they can, so they need to start keeping clean sheets and then try and score goals. So, <laughs> and I know, I know the, football, football is such a simple game. Yeah, yeah, they need yeah, to yeah, keep exactly. clean, clean sheets and try and score some goals. Yeah, but yeah, it is. Um, I still think they need to. I know they've got a lot of players. They still need to strengthen the squad in various departments to give them a chance so there's outside are they still, I think they're outside the drop zone but if it, everybody's panicking about points per game now they would be going down at this rate so when you look at poor old Ebsley last season you, you can see the issue from there but it's the next two games against Tides who were promoted or the last the next three games would have been Orchicum and Orchicum so they've got um, Wildstone away I think they've got Woking then they've got then they've got Kings Lynn as well so the sides you expect to be in and around you, so then you know they've got to pick up some points. But we'll see how it goes. A week off might do us all a bit of favour, and we can uh, all recharge from it all. Yeah, well, the Kings in game should be an absolute thriller because that's the two worst defences in the division. Oh, Dover conceded we'll 17, Kings Lynn conceding 19 so far. Uh, so we will see how that goes. In the National League uh, South over the weekend, uh, well, a mixed bag of results really, but a good result for Ebbs United as they won 2-1 at Billericay. Dartford 2-1 victors over Haven't Waterloo. Well, Tom Rogers didn't play. Uh, Welling United were beaten 2-1. Uh, but result of the weekend from a Ken point of view, Maidstone United 6, Concord Rangers nil. absolutely superb. And we spoke to one of Rash last week and he said, he, you know, they're doing OK at the start of the season. And that's the sort of result that makes people really sort of sit up and take note. Well, you see when Concord went to Dulles last night, 1-4-1, I think it was. So that shows um, what a good performance it was for Maidstone. They seemed to have my concern last year. They didn't have a many goal scorers, but they brought Luke in, Amlazor, Scott Rendell. You know what he's going to get from him. I'm sure he's a 15 to 20 goal striker for Maidstone this season. So they're creating the chances, apparently playing some good football. Apart from the Fed, if they missed two goals, two penalties against Chelmsford, I think they'd be top of the league, wouldn't they? So, and there is some big games coming up. So I think they've got Maidstone, I think Ebsley are all playing, they're all playing each other soon in this league. So that will really um, see how everything goes. But yeah, all in all, as we expected, Dartford, Maidstone and Ebsley will be at the top end of the table. Will one of them get promoted by winning the title? I think one of them will win the league. We'll work out who that will be maybe in about April when the league's games really start looking a bit better. Exactly. Uh, this this weekend, I mean, you've already said, Matt, there's no game for Dover this weekend. Uh, according to the BBC Sport website, there's no games in the, in the National League South, but that's not the case. Uh, so on Saturday, we've got Dartford at home to Dorking Wanderers. Now, that's a big old game. Uh, Maidstone are away to Slough Town and Welling are at home to Chelmsford. Uh, and then on Monday night, it's Chelmsford against Tunbridge Angels. And then there's also some games on Tuesday night. I think Maidstone are the odd ones out this week. Uh, but Welling go to Concord. Ebbsfleet go to Eastbourne. And Dartford are away to Hemel Hempstead. I, I, well, I, I could go if they if they'll let me in on a on, on a press pass for uh, for for this ragtag thing. Uh, then I'm, I don't see any reason why I can't go. It's not as if it's uh, anything's there, changed with regard to that, is it? So there's no Champions League next week, is there? No, there's not. There's international. There is rumours. There is rumours that the um, lockdown football quiz could be coming back next week. Oh really? Even well, despite the Premier League being on. No, it's not, no, there's, no, it won't be oh, a Saturday. It'll be a midweek, mate. Oh, crikey. Uh, so that is, I've, I'm waiting for the um, producer to come back to me, which he hasn't done. That's the second time he's been mentioned on this show so, so far exactly, today. Yeah, producer Tom yep. coming back to me if um, it'll be on. But that it could be, uh, that could be Tuesday or Wednesday. But I'll keep you informed. But I'm sure, John, keep it a, well, it, surely, mate, they let you in. Ken and Lee, show them the, um, the, just send a picture of the award we've well exactly yeah i might i might do i might drop him a line i'll I'll see how i'm fixed uh as at the moment in my house there was a cat fight going on i don't know what they're doing they're not really fighting they're just playing around there's a lot of yelling going on um but one of them just tried to come in here sell that to sky sports mate if you want that i'm sure they'll enjoy that Cat, cat playing play. yeah, live right. yeah, yeah exactly nothing much other sport going on no exactly yeah we'll be uh certainly well, obviously Eastbourne Borough can play. Otherwise, it would be the best, the most elite sport in Eastbourne uh, that's currently in action. I'm, I'm surprised. You know, you know, if, if this if this wasn't classed as elite, we would never started anyway, would we? <laughs> so I presume the big teams that wanted it elite are now quite happy because they can carry on. Well, they would have started, but they would have they would have pl- been able to play with with supporters up until now, and then it would be stopped. So, I mean, it's it's really it's all just up in the air. No, no one seems to know what's going on. Um, so let's now talk about divisions who 
we know there are now no fixtures uh, until at least the 2nd of December, um, which obviously is going to be a quandary uh, for all of those teams in the Isthmian League and, and the scaffold and the leagues themselves. Um, we'll start by looking back at the, at the Isthmian League. Uh, obviously, a lot of FA Trophy ties at the weekend, but there have been some league fixtures as well. Uh, on Saturday in the league, we had a 2-2 draw for Seven Oaks Town away to Hayward Heath, uh, while VC Athletic beat Whitstall 2-0. They were in the Southeast Division. Uh, there was also on, on Tuesday night games in the Southeast Division, or just the one game, in fact. VCD Athletic won East Grinsley Town won. Marcus Elliott uh, scored all three of those VCD goals uh, over the course of the week. Uh, in the Premier Division on Tuesday night, folks and Victor beat Hornchurch by two goals to one. Now, Matt, I've, I've shared it on social media. Have you seen the goal? I have. It's an absolute What a hit. Tekkers. Is that what they say these days? I think that is what the kids say, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable techers. Well, yeah. Again, it's just watching the ball and hitting it. Do you reckon? Do you reckon I always want to know, player, when he's hit that, do you reckon that's in? Do you reckon he goes, "Whoa, he's in"? Do you, do you also think? And you know, Josh Vincent, legend at Folkestone Victor, obviously right back. Uh, it's a brilliant goal, but is it a bit like a hole in one in golf, which to me is a bit of a lucky shot? I'm sh- quite sure. And, and Josh, feel free to get in touch. We can have you on the show next week if you want to debate this with us. I'm quite sure if he tried to hit that 50 times, that's the only one that's going in the in the top corner. Yeah, it's all that hard work of training and playing all those games he's played that comes off of that. So you reckon Neil Cuggley has a special no, try and score a screamer no, no. from 30 yards competition after every no, training session? No, no, but he's, he's a footballer, so he knows how to sweet spot. You know, he's watching the ball and that's when it comes down, bang. Uh, from that point of view. So, yeah, to be fair, very subdued celebration. I'd have been in the, well, we can't go in the crowd these days, but <laughs> shirt off the lot. But it was an absolute beauty. And it, I love because you, I think one of the great camera work by Folkestone as well. So you see it from various angles. And it's the hush when the ball hits the net from the fans and they all go up. So that, I think that's what you miss when there's no crowds in. Because you know, yeah. that would have been, luckily a crowd saw that and you could feel that when it went in the back of the net. But a lovely, lovely goal. And fair play to I think he, I think he tweeted saying, oh, it's, it's better than a back post header or something he scored. But yeah, unbelievable strike. Could be goal of the season contender there. Could be Puskas contender of the season if they can release that as well. It could be. Ian Draycott instantly got the winner in the 90th minute. Games uh, for both Cray Wanderers and Margate were called off uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, the game at Margate was called off due to a, quote, COVID risk related to staff. Uh, it's our duty of care to players, staff and supporters, both teams. Um, and after a short discussion, both clubs agreed to postpone the match. So that was a bit of a disappointment uh, for Margate. It, the FA Trophy was also an absolute stinking disappointment uh, for most of our clubs. On Saturday, Margate were, the, were the, one of the odd ones out as they won 4-2 away to Aylesbury on Sunday in their tie. Uh, two goals each for Noel Layton and uh, Fotsing Pitulo Wabo, who I assume is Norman uh, on normal days. But uh, that's the name that the... Uh, the Eastman League have given him on their website. The rest of the results, though, on, on Saturday, with the exception of Cray Wanderers, who beat Whitehawk by three goals to nil, were absolute stinkers. So, sitting one beaten on penalties uh, by Barking. After a 1-1 draw away from home, Herm Bay were beaten 3-1 at, um, at Hitchin. It was Faversham 1, Haringey Borough 2. Matt Gerrard last week was banging on about Ashford playing against Hastings. Matt Gerrard should know by now that it's Ashford Town, Middlesex, and these two can can be confused. I was when I was going when he was talking about, it, I was thinking, oh, he must be right. He must be right. He knows what he's doing. And no, he was wrong. Uh, Royston Town beat Hyth Town by two goals. Now Walton Casuals two, folks and Victor one. Uh, and I've left one till till last because Ramsgate were beaten by eight goals to one at Enfield, a, a team a higher level. Uh, but even so, they won't have expected that hat-trick for Billy Bricknell uh, in that game. And I understand Ramsgate have uh, reimbursed supporters who made the trip up to Enfield uh, for that game. But uh, again, Ramsgate, Matt, it's it's just not clicked, has it? You know, they're, they're, they're full of all the, the good signings and the, and the chat. We spoke to Matt Longhurst. He was so optimistic about the start of the season. But it's just not clicking on the pitch again, is it? Um, no. No. Um... They do a lot of work behind the scenes, Ramsgate, good community club. Um, but I think uh, they just need to work it out on the field from them. Maybe, I suppose you spoke to Matt Longhurst, right, we've lost 8-1. Would he want to want to get back on the horse? Well, now he's got a month off as well. To, to That's maybe the worst thing, isn't it? Probably going to dwell it over in his mind for the next few weeks. So, um, yeah, really disappointing from them. But what is going to happen to the trophy in the vase? 
Well, that they are. They the competitions yet. Are <laughs> exactly the competitions are suspended uh, at the moment. They did actually do a draw, believe it or not, uh, for the next round on Monday. Even though it was quite obvious to anybody with uh, even a quarter of a brain cell. Uh, that these games would not be uh, going ahead. But the draw was made. Uh, Margate will be at home to Burgess Hill Town uh, whenever the tie is played. And Cray Wanderers uh, are away to either Uxbridge or Hazen Yedding United. And I think very quickly that game has been played. Uh, that one, let me just have a quick look. Uh, yeah, Uxbridge uh, were 2-1 winners over Hazen Yedding. So it'll be Uxbridge uh, against Cray Wanderers in the next round. But we don't know when that's going to be. So, what are the uh, going to be? What what what? Um, does the trophy in the Vars come here to the league fixtures? Well, they always have done, haven't they, in, in previous seasons. But we're just going to have to wait and see because all of this is assuming that it's all lifted on the 2nd of December. And, and as you said earlier, you don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be. And it's all just insane. And I'm going to go back to something that I said repeatedly when we start in March when football stopped. And I now have the whole proof that they should have listened to me. I said the season that should have taken the hit was this season. We should have finished last season uh, and and just and then see, see where we were. And looking at it, we would have pretty much finished the 2019-20 season if we'd played the remaining fixtures and just played them up. And then now we'd be roughly at the end of the season and it would have been right. Do we do a half season starting in January? Do we see how things are? The, the priority should have been to finish last season rather than starting this one. And, and I think it's a real shame for all those teams who were doing so well last year that if they'd listened to me, the, the FA, which I don't know why they didn't with my uh, with my podcast, um, I don't know why they didn't listen to me and just say, right, we're going to suspend the seasons and we'll start the new one and we'll, we'll finish them when football is back. Because it's, it was obviously going to be uncertain times ahead it was never going to be once lockdown was lifted it was all over so we should have just tried to finish last season and 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 because now we're at the risk of two seasons being wasted as opposed to one yeah um yes it it, it is yeah i think we did say at the time i think clubs have maybe they were worried about contract situation and players playing from there but i think you're probably right there john I, i can't really see football at that level maybe starting until christmas um and then you're going to be back behind i see the I think on the Kent, Kent Online, I think Derek Hare's was, deal was quite complimentary about the league. He said, oh, the league must have seen something in this because they've arranged a lot of games. And, and, and of the, to, to be honest, season. seeing that story was what made me think, well, how many games would they have played last season uh, if they had? And so yeah, Deal yeah. have played 11 league games, haven't they? Yeah. Right. So they'd have one game left if they tacked it onto last season. This is my point. This is what I'm saying. I presume once the... Pre- well. I presume in the football things you couldn't have the Premier League start in 2021 and we hadn't the other leagues hadn't finished 1920 I suppose so yeah again if there's ever going to be a look into any of this how it's all gone on probably not in the footballing field I think that decision may have clubs may have looked into it and maybe then you have a yeah maybe you've got a regionalised sort of competition for the other rest if it came back in then but I, I still can't think any crowds are coming in for a long way off the door yeah, the let fans in campaigns gone very quiet now isn't it well it well it's it's had to because of uh where we currently are so that's the uh the, the results uh of the isman league i would run through the fixtures but uh yep no point uh, as there will be no fixtures from uh from saturday onwards well from thursday onwards but they were non-scheduled for Do you reckon, thursday, reckon these clubs have got you know there must be players who are uncontracted and have to be paid this will be the interesting thing we'll probably get a club on and say how do you know going. what i picked up my phone just before we started recording this and i thought i might text the manager who who i know would tell me and then i thought do you know what i'll probably just ring him next week so uh, i would imagine if you are a, a, a manager in the uh, issue league southeast division uh, who you know who has spoken before on this show uh, about issues around player contracts uh, you may be getting a phone call uh, next week but uh, at least that person will be able to try and sneak in to watch some, another team that you might have a vested interest in Matt <laughs> yes that could well be well there you go <laughs> well we shall see uh, what happens uh, finally then Sicky these... Mullins you're talking about Sicky Mullins that's him yeah uh, and and his mate uh, um, Cooey um, right anyway uh, finally uh, we'll look at how the Southern Counties East League uh, finished their uh, mini campaign as FA Vars for, for some teams uh, over the weekend, but uh, some some league games as well. So in the Premier Division, it was Ballum 5, Beersted 2, Beckenham Town 3, Lordswood 0, J- 
Chatham Town just to make a change. Six, Hollands and Blair nil. Uh, Corinthian were 2-1 winners over Deal Town. Oscar Housego with a late penalty, which I understand is Corinthian's seventh penalty of the season uh, in the league, uh, which is quite something. And, and I, it must make it even more galling that penalties was what they went out of the Vars on. Uh, that's last season's Vars, not this season's. The, uh, you know, uh, Irith Town had a cracking result, beating Tunbridge Wales by four goals to nil. The game between K-Sports and Glebe was called off due to a coronavirus uh, test. Punjab United were beating one at home by Crowbar Athletic. And uh, quiet day at Tower Hamlets, Matt. Do you see the score of that one? Is it 5 all, wouldn't it? Tower Hamlets 5, Canterbury City 5. Uh, which is an absolutely uh, cracking result. Into the first division very quickly. Brighton Ropes nil, Lewis and Borough nil. How dare you? Kent Football United nil, Rochester United one. Uh, Lidtown against Green Waves was also called off due to COVID. Rostall beat Meridian VP 3-2. It was the same score at Snodland as they beat FC Elmstead 3-2. The rest of the teams that were in action were in FA Vars action. FA Vars first round proper, none, none, no less. Homesdale 2, AFC Uckfield Town 4 was the score in that one. Uh, Homesdale were 2-2 uh, with around 20 minutes to go in that one, but unfortunately went out. Uh, Kennington did uh, cause an upset, beating Fisher 5-4 on penalties after a 1-1 draw. Uh, the game between Risborough and Irish and Belvedere on Saturday was called off, but it was hastily rearranged. And after a 0-0 draw, Risborough won 4-2 on penalties. The game between Stansfeld and AFC Hayes was also called off. Uh, Sheppey United beat Sutton Athletic 2-0. Uh, goals from Richie Hamill and Harrison Carnegie and Wellingtown were beaten 6-1 at home by Hamworth Villa uh, in in the Vars and the draw was also made for the Vars second round um, some some good Kent ties in there as well uh, we don't know when this will be but Hamworth Villa who just heard uh, beat Wellingtown by six goals to one will be the destination for Corinthian whenever that tie is played Deal Town will be not far from me at Salt Dean United uh, Chatham Town are away to Hawley Town um, Sheppey United are also in Sussex as they go to Littlehampton and it, there's a bit of a scaffold derby as well as Glebe meet Kennington uh, Stansfeld if they win will play Flackwell Heath uh, not a lot of Kent teams left but I still stand by my my claim that even though they've got tricky ties there Sheppey United and possibly Chatham Town are going to go deep into this competition and, and who's to say Corinthian won't as well because they've got form for it could the sides who are in the final be, be knocked out before they've played this one? Because the final is never going to be played here, is it? Is it? I, well, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't no, know. There's absolutely no... Ch- well, I'm sorry for the clubs in there. I would have thought. Well, Hebben are at home to North Shields in the in the FA Vars second round this year. Uh, and obviously they are in the final. Hebben are in the final, yeah. I don't, I, do you know, I genuinely can't remember who, who they're playing in the final. I'll come back to this if it gets completed in about five years. So you could, have players, you could have players. Well, I'm not even going to go there now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final will be between Concert uh, and Hebentown. Concert, who of course beat Dealtown uh, yeah. earlier in the competition as well. So we really should have uh, should have kept an eye on their progress. But yeah, Concert uh, is uh, the team who in the final. Uh, and they are also in this round against Maltby Main. So, yes, theoretically, they could be knocked out of this year's before they finish last year's, uh, which is uh, insane. Um, I don't know. It's it's all just it's so difficult. And I feel so sorry for, for everybody who's worked so hard at all these clubs. And, and, you know, it's not 200 people at a game in the scaffold that's caused this, this to spread. But they're the clubs who are being... Um, being penalised for all of this and it's going to be so hard to to squeeze all these fixtures in uh, later on in the season and, and I think it's just it's just, it's just really difficult and and you know the, the leagues have got a lot of work to do um, and I do feel I do feel really sorry for them there was a statement from the scaffold uh, they acted very quickly uh, all scaffold matches from Thursday the 5th of November up to including the 2nd of December are suspended Clubs are reminded this also includes all training and use of indoor and outdoor club facilities. We await here the scheduling the next round of the FA Vars. Um, the season so far has been a challenge for everyone. However, we would like to thank all the players, club officials, volunteers, match officials and spectators for your hard work in arranging and supporting the games we've held so far. At this time, we need to ensure everyone stays safe and well so that we can return to competitive football in December. And you've got to say the Scaffold are a, a, a well-run league and uh, and fair play to them and uh, hopefully they'll be back in action soon yeah yeah i think um i think i think 
with the, when the clubs are praising the league, you know they're doing something right, and uh, they're very um, supportive of this podcast. So uh, and supported of me doing very well in the prediction league, John. I, won't I was just going to look that up. You're doing very well, aren't you? Yeah. Aren't? So top of the fantasy league. I know both ends of the football spectrum there. Premier League, clearly, I know a lot about. And, and clearly, I know a lot league. about the scaffolding. So, yeah, there you go. So, that's um, what more can you say, mate? That will keep me going for the next four weeks. So, are you week. actually top? You're, you're near no, the top. No, I got near the top, wasn't I? Yeah. I, you, I know you were the best man. I was mentioned in the tweet as being in the top five, was it? Something like that, yeah. And I, I, the week before last, we both had really good weeks, actually. I think you got 19 and I got 18. Yeah, so. Yeah. You know, we are obviously, uh, we're, we're obviously quite well, handy at well, this. Everybody thinks we are knowledgeable, John. Everybody thinks about this. Well, exactly. Well, else we gonna, well I don't know what else we're going to be. Well, I was going to check. Our numbers went up when there was no football, wasn't there? They, they, they were kept, very they, good, yeah. And they've kept got pretty, you know, the numbers we're getting this season are really good as well. Last week wasn't too much, but it was a late one, so we can forget about yeah. that. But the other numbers are really good. So, you know, even if you've got no football, if you want to hear a man get depressed about Dave Athletic for the next four weeks, this is this is the it's place, the to, place to be, yeah. Yeah, or either that or in Matt Gerrard's house, but uh, <laughs> where, where we know the other week he woke the kids up in his uh, in his rage at Tova's poor performance when he got in. Or was that when you won? It was when you won, wasn't it? No, 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 no when they won, my wife had some friends around, so and they had a bottle of wine, so I was necking wine about half eleven. <laughs> to go to school the next day, and they had leftover dinner, so I was, I was like that. When they lost, I was running around swearing and. And getting told off for waking the kids by stomping around. So, yeah, I do have the Scaffold Super Six table in front of me. There's been nine weeks of competition uh, so far. Matthew Gerrard, after 10 points this week, sits in fourth place. He's got 93 points. The leader has 99. However, despite him saying, I won't say where you are, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit behind, but I'm only nine points behind you. So, it only takes me to have one good week when football resumes. Um, and Scaffold will be full of goals when he comes back, won't it? Ah, oh, be brilliant. Oh, well, I mean, everyone's forgotten how to defend anyway. Yeah, so, exactly. Oh, brilliant. So, that's, you know, that's... and the biggest disappointment is that on, on Saturday, the, the fixtures, uh, one of the games of the season was due to be played this Saturday, Corinthian against Chatham Town. That would have been an absolute blockbuster of a game on Saturday. And it's such a shame it's not going to go ahead. But now all these games that are scheduled uh, for November have all been called off. I don't know if they might just move these games back to whenever we start, because they've obviously done it on a month-by-month basis all the way through the season. But uh, time will tell, because for those teams now, it's a case of uh, feet up, players out running on their own and and seeing what happens. And, And I thought Neil Smith spoke very well on that earlier, saying, you know, had to teach them how to tie their boots again, but it, it is going to be be difficult. And I think it should be, it would be great fun if they just went straight back in because I mean games are going to be finishing nine eight in the scaffold. Yeah, that's what we love the scaffold, so we'll miss the <laughs> scaffold. Yeah. So from that, but, but yeah, so yeah, let's hope we'll just get through the next few weeks. But make sure you do listen to the Kenton League podcast because even though we're talking about football, we'll think of another subject to talk about for twenty minutes or something. Yeah, well, I mean, we we did a good job during lockdown. So, uh, so during this curfew, we'll 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 carry on uh, the best we can. We'll get we'll get some voices on for you, both teams that are in action and teams that aren't in action, and we will keep doing our our, our best to keep you entertained uh, throughout the course of of the next month. And and to be brutally honest, it's good for us as well to to chat to each other and and chat to you and know that you're out there. It gives me some purpose, especially uh, in weeks when I've got absolutely nothing else to do. Uh, I'm like this week. Not out for a couple of weeks either as well. Oh, wow, I'm still playing with 19. Uh, remember last week I said I was waiting to see where I was going to get a job in Asia. Still waiting, eh? No, I managed to, literally about an hour after we finished recording, I managed to get a job at one of the top teams in South Korea who are already in the Champions League quarterfinals. So I'm just about to play the second leg of that next time I get on the, uh, on the computer. Did you bring properly. anybody in who you'd worked with before? I brought South Africa. It wasn't one of the ones who played for me, but someone who played against me a lot. Uh, but the difficulty I've got is in the Korean league, I'm only allowed three non-Korean players. Right. Um, so, and there's already some there and I've really upset one of the, this backup right back because he can't play for me now because I signed this lad from South Africa. Um, so it's, it's challenging, um, but I've, I've played, I think I've played about 14, 15 games. I've only lost one. So I've picked it up quite well. So fingers crossed, uh, pretty soon my Asian adventure will be over and I'll be heading uh, my next stop, which is going to be North America. So we shall see how that plays out. Hopefully, 
by this time next week. I certainly will. Um, Anyway, that is pretty much it for this week's Kent Only podcast. Uh, Thank you everybody for listening. Don't forget, uh, you can find us on social media on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast, uh, on Facebook, search for Kent Non League Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Phipps 81 Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. I'm probably going to be editing this show uh, at Stamford Bridge tonight, which I think uh, is, uh, you know, quite insane. They've, they? they've got Wren tonight, yes. So looking forward all, to... All uh, love it, Chelsea. Can they keep a clean sheet? Said before they couldn't defend for Toffee, but now he's sorted it out, Frank, after two, three clean sheets. Yeah, well, so, four. But, um, but well, yeah, they're, they're... Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one tonight. Um, but I'm, if I get up there early enough, then I'll be uh, sat there squirrelling away uh, with my laptop and my headphones uh, editing this week, this show. So I'll probably... I'm list- me probably I'm listening to this bit just before kickoff uh, at Stamford Bridge. Get Floyd Hasselbank to say you're listening to the Kent. If you get that, I'll say I don't know what I do. I'll, I'll, if you can get an ex-pro, yeah, to say you're listening to the Kent Non-League podcast, which has been edited at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, I'll give ten pounds to charity. What a man I am! Wow. Would you rather get I don't know Jimmy Flo- Pat Nevin? He's quite a decent bloke. I'll, I'll I'll see I'll see I might I might have it done before any of the big guns turn up. That's the thing. All right. I might be finished well, by then. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there like four. Marcel Desai must be there. I don't know. Surely. Might be might not be allowed to travel. I don't know. We, we shall see. I'll, I will be on celeb watch for you uh, yeah, that, over yeah, the course. No, of, yeah, yeah. Rather than Kerry Dixon, there might yeah. be somebody there from there. Okay. And if, you, and if you're a Chelsea fan and you don't know who Cherry Dixon is, just never support him again. No. Uh, it's a bit like being a Dover fan and not knowing who David Lee Worthy is. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening to this week's. <laughs> thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. Thanks to Kevin Watson and Neil Smith for joining us, and and as I say, thanks to you all. And we'll look forward to keeping you entertained and keeping your peckers up during lockdown, curfew, whatever it is. It's not a lockdown. Shut the schools if you're going to shut anything. Uh, thank you for listening all the time, mate. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go and breathe. Uh, I'm going to go and lie in a darkened room before I drive up to London now. Uh, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Matt. And we'll speak to you all next week on the Kent Nonny podcast. It's looking a bit like lockdown.